Right, Gala sisters, I'm going to leave you with Stephen. Thank you for coming on. I will see you soon. Gala sisters. Um, you've got a, a friend with you this evening as well. That's right. We do. He's our co host think- and our roommate and our brand manager. That's right. Excellent. Uh, you've, you've got the symmetry beautiful there for those watching the live stream. You just got to stay in that position all night, unfortunately. It's going to be, it's going to be a test of endurance for you all. We're used to it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Excellent. So maybe for those of us who are just coming to you for the first time, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourselves. What, what does your channel primarily focus on? Yep, I'm Rachel. And I'm Rhea. And I'm the Motley Crew King. So we were on here previously talking to Sean because we're both members of Eastern Star, which is a Masonic organization. But we also cover a lot of different things on our YouTube channel, the Gala Sisters. What we're here today to talk about is the Marilyn Manson cases. Yes. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a fascinating case because I think a lot of people made snap judgments when the headlines hit. I think they just... And there's many moving parts to it. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, as more and more information's come out and more and more admissions have been made of uh, false stories and things like that, where are we in terms of him from a legal sense? What what is still what what has he got to look forward to in terms of court days, things like that? What's over the horizon for him? Well, we still have the main case, the two women who started it, Ashley Ilma Gore, and her partner partner in crime or just partner in general. Um, Evan Rachel Wood, Evan Rachel Wood actually did date Marilyn Manson. They met on the set of heart-shaped glasses and they have been dating for a while. They dated for a while Mm -hmm. and, um, she started this entire weird situation. And every time something happens, it gets weird. Uh, Esme Bianco's case, who was an actress on Game of Thrones, uh, had they settled outside of courts. And then there is the... Bianca Elaine case, which is a minor who um, allegedly had some stuff going on. Um, And uh, she is apparently suing him. um, And I think that's it. Okay. Yes. Just just to get a read of the room then. I mean, it's always helpful to ask whether you guys were Marilyn Manson fans before these news headlines that you were. Okay. Um, Person in the comments uh, we are actually friends with Colonel Kurtz. We are. We have done yes, we two are. collabs with her. So saying that you are not as, saying that we're not as knowledgeable as her is actually kind of disrespectful. It's very How dare you, chat? How as dare you? I will, whoever's responsible for that disrespect will be sent to the gulag immediately <laughs> for re-education. Ooh, for sure. No, we, I, I'm kidding. We, we welcome all comments, negative. Yeah, otherwise. we it's, it, I mean... It's worth asking as well, just up front, because obviously it's, it's, it involves a famous person, a lot of moving parts, as you say, a lot of revelations. <laughs> Naturally, people are going to want to speculate, come to conclusions, etc. But is there not a small worry that you may have that perhaps you could be doing publicly, public relations for a, a sex offender? Here's the thing that it was working in Marilyn Manson's favor is that Evan Rachel Wood and Ilma Gore, and this has been proven over and over and over again, there's plenty of evidence to collaborate this. They fabricated an FBI letter and Hmm. pretended to be an FBI agent, a real FBI agent. And they sent that out saying that the FBI was investigating Marilyn Manson for crimes and it's just not true it was a fake letter it didn't have a real phone number on it it had a real name the fbi agent has said no 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 that was not me now ashley ilma gore's sister brighton is a one who found the evidence saying that this is not real she was given an ipad by ilma her twin sister and it was broken and she thought well you know, I guess I'll keep it, see what's going on. And she got it fixed one day and logged in and Ilma Gore hadn't logged out of anything. And she was able to go through all these messages and emails between um, Ashley Ilma Gore and Evan Rachel Wood, where they had collaborated and written this email. And that is so wrong. You can't do that if you're lying to make your case. 
Well, and surely that's that's a, that's a crime. Everything. That's a crime in its own right, that, isn't it's it? It's a federal. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Now, there's also some evidence that Evan Rachel Wood and her baby daddy, who is uh, Jimmy Bell, who is probably most famous for playing Billy Elliot in the movie Billy Elliot. Um, this was used in a custody case with um, Evan Rachel Wood's son. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she's used this now twice as evidence and it's not real, that's a serious problem. Yeah, that's the most damning piece of evidence for me that it just, if you're a liar with that, then I don't believe anything you're saying anymore. Yeah, well, ju- just to be sure, so I'm, I'm completely caught because the last time I heard about this FBI letter, it was a case of, it, there was still some plausible deniability in the sense that she could said she could say, well, I, I did receive this and I took it to be authentic, whether it is or not. But now what you're saying is there is some good evidence to suggest collaboration with her and somebody else to create this letter. Have, have you seen yeah. this evidence directly? Has it been published? Yes, it has been. Yes, it has been. It has, yes. And so like you said, follow, so go ahead. Um, the Manson cases on Instagram, Lisa, she has uploaded all the legal documents. Mm-hmm. She's paid for them. And all of that is in there on her website. And she has a link to it on her Instagram. So you can go find it. Yeah. We also have a ton of videos on this where we took screenshots of the um, legal documents. And I mean, it's all there. And Brighton is also very active on Twitter too, and has been talking to Marilyn Manson um, lawyer, Howard King too. So it's, it's all public knowledge. It's all out there. They haven't sealed the documents or anything like they did in the Idaho cases. They haven't done anything like that. But unfortunately, if you do fake an FBI letter, that is not only a state crime, that is a federal crime, which means the Supreme court would take care of it. Yeah, that's a big no-no for sure. So in terms of the collaboration to create this letter, did you say it was some sort of um, a text message exchange or an email exchange that exposed this? It was an email Uh, exchange uh, that her twin, that um, Ashley Ilmogor's twin sister found in a iPad that was subsequently given to her. Mm Mm-hmm. And what kind of things would, I mean, do you, have you seen these email exchanges? And if so, what kind of things were said that, that were like smoking guns in your mind? They were sending a script back and forth between each other. Mm-hmm. And we have copies of the email too that were sent. And then we have a copy of the FBI letter that has been submitted as evidence and accepted as evidence by the judge too. Mm-hmm. So remember, right. there's I've... no criminal cases against Marilyn Manson, though. These are just lawsuits. Now, a lawsuit is handled, it's also called a litigation. Um, it's handled very differently in a lawsuit. You ask, just like with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, you ask for a certain amount of money. You can countersue somebody. You can do whatever. Um, I, I don't know that, I mean, Manson is actually suing these women. These women are not suing yes. Manson. Yes, Manson is suing all of them. Okay. Yeah, actually, several cases have already been dismissed. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, Ashley Walter's case was dismissed with prejudice right around the time that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard were going at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Esme Bianco's case was settled outside of court. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people who live in the real world are fully accepting that you know the, the the idea of believe all women women is is a fantasy you should really follow the evidence and and accept that some people will make false accusations of course but then the, the question comes up of in what way does evan rachel would benefit from this this is somebody who was you know her career was skyrocketing we say westworld for instance it seemed like she was doing she was, well um, she was what's, at what's for, right she okay was. Mm-hmm. so what she what's was, in it for her how does she benefit here in in making I these think- revelations Honestly, my personal opinion is that she's jealous of Marilyn Manson's current wife, Lindsay, and she wishes that was her. And she's also trying to push her out of the, Lindsay out of the spotlight, and only Ashley Gore wants to be the main source of attraction and be like, oh, oh, she want all the money, her, her, her. Here's the thing, too, is that Evan Rachel Wood has gone viral for this she's gotten interview after interview she's been on the view she's been on the today show 
She's become friends with politicians and changed the law. She had her Phoenix Rising documentary that she passed the Phoenix Act, which mm-hmm. states that if there's more than one victim in uh, the state of California, that you can the statute of limitations is extended. And so what she did was she sent out this checklist. It was like a what was it, like a twelve point checklist yes. along with yes, her girlfriend. Well, and. For those types of interviews and stuff like that, I guarantee you she's getting paid for them. Well, it's just like with oh, Lindsay, it's just like with with Lindsay Boyland, Andrew Cuomo's main accuser, who made that Medium article, and she made mil- she made double digit, triple digit thousands. So, in, in terms of um, the accus- accusers that are out there, we we did have somebody recently, I believe, who 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 was actually admitted that they they made the whole thing up; it wasn't true. And they were led by Evan Rachel Wood, unless I've imagined that. Is that the case? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, her name is Ashley Lindsay uh, Morgan Smithline. The problem with this is that while it looks like it's helpful, it might actually hurt the case, at least in the short term. Because a judge who is dealing with this had a hearing with um, the women who are allegedly behind this. Uh, yesterday, and they said, you know what, we're not going to accept, or was it two days ago, whatever it was, we're not going to accept this as part of the evidence, at least not right now. And they're denying that they, she used the word brainwash. Yeah. It's interesting. We actually interviewed her ex-fiance, Tom Bibian, and we suspected that she was going to recant. And he also did there were many signs that were leading up to it. She tried to fire her lawyer, Jay Elwanger, who also happens to be the lawyer for Esme Bianco. So he's represent or was representing two of them. Jay Elwanger didn't want to lose her. He also was doing what he could to prevent her from being deposed by Howard King. Marilyn Manson's lawyer, remember? And mm-hmm. it almost was like people were trying to hush-hush her and keep her from speaking. And we started wondering, well, what does she want to say? Does she want to recant? And we were all for that. Like, you know, if it's not true, then you should. You should tell the truth. And her ex-fiance had proof that it wasn't true because she had told him it wasn't true. And he had the evidence to back it up. But the problem is now she's come forward and recanted, but hasn't taken any responsibility for it at all. She said, oh, I was brainwashed. Wait, but you said that about Marilyn Manson. You said Marilyn Manson was brainwashing 101 and locked you in the bad girl's room. And you were so distraught, you couldn't even speak. And now she's very vocal. And she went on The View and she did her rounds too. And it just doesn't add up like you are the one who made the decision to be like evan rachel wood you are the one who chose to make up fake allegations and chose to say that you have false memories and you stood by it she said i'm getting harassed by this i'm standing by it and she publicly said this and now it's somebody else always somebody else's fault and Allegations like this are extremely serious. They're so serious because if they're real, we really have to deal with them. We have to. And it's a crime to commit sexual violence against someone. It's really, really wrong. And we're both domestic violence survivors. Actually, all three of us are. That's true. We are. And we say that it's very serious. But when people come in and make a mockery out of these type of allegations and out of the Me Too movement, it it makes it harder for people like us to speak up and be heard and be listened to and believed because they're like, Oh, well I did. Oh wait, no, it didn't. I don't know. I'm not sure. And okay, well, which one is it? What, what's going to stop her from taking it all back again tomorrow based on whether what's good for her. I mean, now like, I don't know, like be sincere. And I don't see that sincerity there. There is no sincerity in any one of these accusers that have come out against Marilyn Manson and me being a DD and DA survivor, it's very embarrassing for them to do that. It really is. But you know what? You also cannot take into account for everything that they have said too. 
don't, don't we have don't we have an issue as well in in terms of just like sexual assault in general especially historic is very difficult to prove it seems like there's a very high bar just because one it happened in the past uh and two it very much becomes a, a case of he said versus she said in most cases i mean even if say even rachel wood was 100 percent accurate about everything she'd accused him of would she have a chance in hell of proving any of it anyway well that would be very hard to do um here where we live in the Midwest, I'm not going to say, which is in the United States. I'm sure you can tell by how we sound. <laughs> um, there, I, I, I've been to the, Milwaukee. That's that's pretty there close, was isn't no, it? There was, okay, there was no law stating that spousal rape was a thing. And once upon a time, I was a married woman, not married anymore. That doesn't appeal to me. And I was sexually assaulted by the man that I was married to. And unfortunately, in those days, as as of those days, there there was no law that stated that you could go after your significant other. I mean, now there's, you know, that's been signed into law, but that was signed into law here in 2019. And this happened back in 2016, 2015. And, you know, again, proving that's very hard, especially, you know, if you had a relationship of any kind because now you can say, well, you know, I didn't give him permission or I didn't give her, I guess you could even say permission to do whatever to me. We really need to clearly define what sexual assault is. Yeah, we do. And that's crazy that for a long time, if you were in a relationship with someone that they couldn't rape you, I mean, according to the law and now they can. And like you said, how do you prove it? when it happened in the past. And that's where I think it's really important. If someone says they're a rape victim, I think you should treat them like they are and get them the help they need and want. But then when the accusations and the names come out, that's when we have to give these people um, the benefit of a doubt and innocent until proven guilty, because you could say it about literally anyone. And if we go back to the cases of Andrew Cuomo, we see a lot of, he gave me a happy hug and poked me 20 years ago. Okay, well, sometimes that can't be helped. And we all know that. <laughs> he danced with me at a wedding and touched my back. Yeah. And A, they're not crimes. B, you can't prove it. C, are you sure? Are you sure that happened? And yeah. the problem the me too movement was created for good but it's not necessarily as good as it used to be no it's not me too yeah it's, it's interesting what you say because obviously it's useful in a way that it empowers women to come forward and, and feel confident that they have the support network to tell the world and the irrelevant authorities what happened to them but like you say mm-hmm. with their the lines become blurred and uh, it's ever expanding in 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 what constitutes inappropriate behavior touching etc i know somebody who had pretty much his life and career ruined this is a, a prominent member of an organization because he touched someone's sacrum uh, which is the lower part of the back. I had to learn this uh, because of his case, uh, trying to help her get up, basically. And she took that as a sort of sexual thing. Um, so, it, yeah, I think there's a lot of people now who have just decided, like, I'm not going to hug, touch anything or anyone anywhere in, in social interactions because a lot of men, I suppose, more than women are scared that they're going to be accused of something. And as you say, the real issue here, surely, is, is the very serious nature of legitimate sexual assault so what what can we say about evan rachel wood really to to delegitimize what she's saying i mean it make it make i'll be honest with you i have no idea which way this is going to go but it, it makes me slightly uncomfortable opining on it and i just i just want to ca- kind of get to how you can be so sure of yourselves on this this issue well i think that she's gonna fight this out through to the very end as much as she can i think she's never going to recant. I don't think so. It wouldn't look good for her. She's already lost a lot because of it. Um, Obviously, Westworld has been canceled. They say it had nothing to do with this, but do we know for sure? We don't know. I I don't know. I've never spoken to the people who have to do with Westworld. Also, if you look back to like you were talking about, you know, like touching someone's back, look back to Al Franken and see what happened to him. All those photos, they're like, will he touch me? 
That was in a photo, stupid. That was in a photo. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying this podcast. There's a word from our sponsor, Rocket Money. The other day, I had to cancel free Amazon Prime memberships. I had a personal on the UK, Amazon, US, Amazon company account, US, Amazon, UK, Amazon. Do you understand how hard it is to cancel these bloody things? That's why Rocket Money makes these things so much easier, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and cancels what you don't want for you. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. Just like with me, with my four Amazon Prime memberships, you may find out you've been at least double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you've got to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com forward slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N. Thank you for supporting our sponsor, Rocket Money. Links in the description box. Cheers. Yeah. And like a lot of guys are now saying, I don't want to touch women fans in, you know, in photographs because I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I'm going to hold my hands up like this. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this myself. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It, it is a shame. And, it's, and again, it detracts from the very serious issues, doesn't it? Um, so where are we in terms of legal action? Because I, I believe, uh, obviously, Marilyn mm-hmm. Manson's counter-suing uh, Rachel Evanwood, isn't he? Is this yeah. for defamation? Yes. 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 We're also waiting on the investigation from the Los Angeles district attorney to be complete. And it has been pending for months and months and months and months and months. And they just will not make a decision on whether to charge him or not. Remember, the FBI raided his home and they found nothing. The LADA, I'm assuming they haven't said anything or made any determination whatsoever and are sitting mm-hmm. in limbo because they also haven't found anything. And when you're stuck in a position like that, you're going to have to make someone unhappy. And they don't like to do that. They have a very public presence on Instagram. They like to go live and people are tweeting them and messaging them. And I believe that uh, Gascon, who is a DA, he's been following Colonel Kurtz and he's very involved in this. And it's not necessarily a bad thing that he's following Colonel no, Kurtz. No, that's actually this, fine. In fact, that's probably a, a really good thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. And what are they going to do? I don't know. I mean, it's there's a lot of pressure. It's got to be extremely uncomfortable. Oh, for sure. And being a LADA is not the easiest job in the world. I mean, being a lawyer in general is not easy because your job as a lawyer is that you're representing the client. Whether you believe the client or not, that's a totally different ballgame. I mean, I'm not a lawyer myself, but I know lots of lawyers. Yeah, I'm not a lawyer myself either. There's also the anti-slap motions going on right now. Want to explain that? So the anti-slap motions are... They've been going in and out of court. Anti-slap. S-L-A-P-P. So there are laws in California that protect people from slander. You can go forward and make these accusations and Mm -hmm. go public with them without any fear of repercussions. And um, Marilyn Manson is trying to remove those so that he can go forward with suing them and trying to present that to his lawsuit. And that's where Ashley Morgan Smith lines recant her statement. They attempted to submit that as evidence this last week to the anti-slap motions and the judge denied it because she said that I've given you plenty of time to depose Ashley Morgan Smith line. You waited too long. Why is she recanting now? What's the motivation? There's no reason to be doing this now. She denied it. This does not mean that it can never be admitted again, though. It just and can't be right now. What's interesting about that, too, is that now Evan Rachel Wood and, Il- and Ashley Ilmagore are turning around and saying, no, no, she approached us. I never approached her. She approached us. And she has all these alleged text messages. And I say alleged because you can fake anything if you're good enough with Photoshop or PicMonkey or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what what you're using. I don't care, you know use whatever you want. I mean, there are people out there who on Fiverr, and this is just a thing, who charge to remove backgrounds of photos. Just something to think about. 
Yeah, and it's also this, it kind of goes into the same ballpark as like editing a video or mm-hmm. even like trying to remove certain things that you don't want people to know about, especially from your dark past too. And let's be honest, Emma Rachel Wood and Elma Ashley Gore probably have a lot of skeletons in their closet that they're not proud of. Yeah, so they and go. So Ashley Gore's too. They do go back to court for the anti-slap motions on April 11th. That's good. How much do you think Marilyn Manson has damaged his public perception in just the way he is personalized? A lot of people are still stuck in the uh, the 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 80s and 90s, and, and they look at him and say he's demonic. Uh, you know, obviously this very polarizing figure. Of, you know, uh, aesthetically, he will openly say controversial and theatrical things about violence, sex, things like that, and a lot of that is now being used to attack his character do you do you think he this has been made harder just by the fact that he is marilyn manson i think so i mean if you go back to columbine high he Mm. was also blamed for columbine and you know i remember when all this was going on because you know i'm not i'm 38 i'll be 39 in october and i remember columbine like it was yesterday and i remember the one thing that like was said was that i wish i could have spoken to these people and helped them So Marilyn Manson has had his reputation destroyed before. And that's just very hard. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we have, I mean, I have green hair. My sister has purple hair. Um, And MCK back here is when we're walking around with band t-shirts on. And we get stopped every time, you know, we leave the supermarket. We got to check your groceries, make sure you paid for everything. I mean, we experience it too, that... This is how we look every day. I mean, we look this way at the grocery store. We look this way at, at, at my daughter's, your school. daughter's school. We look this way on camera. You know, mm-hmm. we look this way if we go off to eat. This is this is this is literally how we do it every single day. And for being on the concert scene for the last 16, 15 years, this is not my first exposure to fame, people. Hello, wake up and smell the coffee. And the problem is, is that we have a problem in society where we stigmatize everyone. And you also have all those other people that are like riding on the like concert highs and all this other kinds of stuff too. Well, and he's our best friend and we're in our late thirties. He's 22. And yes. one of the things that we've experienced from hanging out with him is that people are like, Oh, it's, it's a, it's a young uh, talkative man. Well, he must be dangerous. And we see, we've seen that in real life. It's been interesting to kind of see it from the male perspective. Like we've heard about it. We've interviewed many different men who said, you know, I'm on house arrest because of fake allegations against me. We have a interview with a man named Matthew Harrison, who is actually on house arrest. Despite the fact he has it on videotape that his ex was abusing and hitting him. It's a wild story in he saved her life numerous times, but she accused him and the police just blindly went with him, with her. And we hear this. And as women, we haven't really experienced, we did a bit with our dad, but nothing to the extent that we've seen even with him. Tell our dad's story. Please. I'm always, I'm always up for a story. When we were little kids, I was 11. She was about 10 and our youngest sister was like five or six. I can't remember exactly how old she was. Our father had a job and there was a Minnesota office and a California office. And there was a woman who came to visit from the California office to go to some meeting with our dad. Anyone who knows our dad knows that he'd rather sit upstairs in front of the the gas stove or wherever hide away and read the newspaper. Our father is one of the shyest people you will ever meet. Not unlike Rachel and myself. We're actually quite shy. And so we, she was, she was actually kind of a really pretty woman. I thought she was really pretty. Um, And she came, my, our dad picked her up at, you know, Minneapolis, the Minneapolis St. Paul airport. And he drove her back and the three girls, because there are three of us, you'll never meet the third. So don't even ask me had made her this beautiful like welcome sign in shock and it was welcome i'm not going to say her name person who came to visit she stayed in our house drank our coffee ate our food went to her meeting stayed one more night at our house jumped on a plane went back to california and said oh well 
their dad sexually harassed me. Our father is afraid to do anything. He's afraid of just people like, you know, and, and basically, so he gets a call from human resources and they said, hello is, you know, Mr. We'll call him Mr. Gal is Mr. Gal there. And Daisy said, yeah. And he said, well, you're being investigated for sexual misconduct. And we're like, and when we were kids, Rachel and I could not figure out what the hell that even meant. And we were like, okay, what the hell is going on? Like, why is this happening? So about a week later, they call him back and they're like, yeah, we finished our investigation. And he definitely did it. And we're like, Rich, you're something to say? They had no proof. And as children, we believed our dad and we loved our dad. We still do. And it was just devastating. It made us feel like it was our fault. If we had just been nicer, if we had just done this or that. And we didn't understand. And as we got older, you start to understand, I mean, but it's still ingrained in you. Luckily. And it still scares the living shit out of both of them to this day. Luckily, our father was able to obtain another job at a competing company because a couple of other people who are, were friends of the family, and actually I ran into one of them years ago when I was on the light rail, um, they had get, they're like, okay, well, we'll give you a chance. And it was actually a much better job because, you know, we got to have like, pizza parties at the, at his office and we got to do whatever we wanted and we could work there too and they would give us you know a few dollars and it was really 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 fun but unfortunately for a lot of this i think it caused rachel and myself to kind of be kind of weird you know and, and maybe marry people who weren't the best people for us yeah that's for sure. And I think it did cycle. I think there is, even though we were, you know, 10, 11 years old, there is some psychological damage. I don't think the youngest girl is as affected because she doesn't remember it like Rachel and I do. Yeah. That's another thing that we don't talk a lot about is how these fake Me Too and sexual assault allegations affect children. Mm-hmm. And in Marilyn Manson's situation, he doesn't have any children. So then we would talk about no. how that it is surprising, them. to be fair. That is very surprising. Well, maybe he made sure of that. <laughs> well, I mean, just, just just getting back to Marilyn Manson a little bit as well. And you, you touch on some great points there in terms of fake accusations and the impact they can have. And it seems to me in terms of uh, his career now and his public perception that it doesn't actually matter whether he's done anything wrong. The public have decided, the record labels decided he's not. He's not. I mean, you, you point to Columbine there, and I remember that very well. He was literally being held responsible for that massacre. Yet he still went on. You know, he was still getting played on MTV. His record label didn't drop him, as far as I'm aware. Uh, there was enough people who still had his back. So we have murdered children in one hand, and people were still willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And we have sexual assault, rape allegations on the other hand. And all of a sudden, all the big uh, corporations have cut ties with him, and he's, he seems persona non grata. So I suppose my very long-winded question is. Is it over for him, regardless of what the outcomes of these uh, trials are, litigation rather? Not necessarily. No. Because there's always time. Is Marilyn Manson dead? No. The only thing that cannot be fixed is death. Yes. I'm going to be really controversial here, and I appreciate that I'm in the presence of some Marilyn Manson fans, but has he made any decent music in recent memory? And I, I asked that as a sincere question. Uh, I, I kind of fell out of the old Marilyn Manson web sometime around the Tainted Love cover, to be honest. Perhaps you've heard of a woman by the name of Kat Von D, who happens to currently be working with him on a musical project. That's we don't, true. We don't know too much about it. But, I mean, yes, Marilyn Manson hasn't really put anything out, but when you're record label... However, today you don't really need a record label. I mean, look at somebody like Tom McDonald, who's basically made himself uncancelable because he puts out private music. You know, we can, you know, go to Amazon and we can self-publish books, self-publish music. We can go to, you know, you could, you know, mix in GarageBand or iMovie. And also, back in the 80s and 90s, for example, some of the bands like Crew, Guns N' Roses, etc., had to tour back then to make a lot of money on that. Now, a lot of some of the bands nowadays, like I said before, Iron Maiden and various others, only tour because 
of the passion that they have for the fans. Now, a little fun fact, Kat Von D also dated bass player Nikki Six at the time, too, during the time of Saints Los Angeles. And I should know that because I'm a recruit, it's a recruit head. And the thing is, is that now record labels, I think, are going to go away. I don't think that's going to be a thing much longer. I don't. I firmly believe Just that. Just like too. I don't know that, you know, big, some of these big publishing companies might start going away, too, because mm-hmm. you can self-publish anything. Years and years and years and years and years ago, I was actually married to a person who actually did self-produce two albums. Mm-hmm. Totally self-produced. I mean, maybe they didn't get a lot of airtime, but he did self-produce them. And someone like Marilyn Manson will be able to more self-produce some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's literally what we're doing right here, right now. Too. I mean, we don't have anybody. It's just the three of us. I mean, we don't yeah. have anybody doing anything. I mean, yeah, we have a brand manager. But it's what you're doing, too. But it's what you're doing, you know. We also... Exactly. I have no, I have no idea what I'm doing, I'll be honest. <laughs> Me neither. Also... But, um, I mean, just to touch on, that's an interesting point, because obviously I think in this digital age, now the artists don't tend to make a lot of money from their actual music. It seems to be endorsements, the, the tours, things like that. But we've seen very recent years that if someone's quote-unquote problematic or been convicted of something or even accused of something many venues that were due to host them will capitulate to a campaign to have them deplatformed or removed i think we've well, even seen this I mean, look what happened. I mean look what happened to johnny depp you know he was a few years ago even as much as six eight months ago when he was going through the circus that was that trial and yes that was a circus anybody who <laughs> you know denies that that was a circus is just an idiot because it looked like something out of a twilight zone or out of, I don't even know what. Can I just say about, I I feel terrible about this because it was this incredible fanfare circus is a perfect description and it involved, you know, uh, accusations of assault, some of a sexual nature, but I cannot deny the fact that it became entertainment. I think I may have bought snacks especially just to watch this on play. And I feel I feel really conflicted about that, about how this horrible incident has played out as entertainment. Surely that says something about our culture. But then yeah. you know, Johnny Depp yeah, that's true. Johnny Depp went overseas and he was able to tour with Jeff Beck, who sadly passed away. That was very, very, very sad. I was I was I was yeah, we were sad. honestly. Yeah, that is very And sad. he went and he, he started to kind of rebuild himself again, brick by brick, just like when you were a fire from the pizza joint and we started this little venture. Yeah. And so Wait a minute. Is- Wait a minute. You can't just throw that out there and not elaborate. You got fired from a pizza place. She yes. Did. So I spent 20 years in the restaurant industry and I started when I was 15 and I ended in 2019 off and on periodically throughout my life. And I ended up at this local pizza joint and it was great at first. Uh, Super punk rock, felt like I fit in. It was really fun. I started out as a server, a part-time server. And then I rose to the ranks to assistant general manager. And as we all know, as you get further higher in politics and I call it politics because restaurants are permeated by politics especially when you start getting closer to those big dollar signs on your um, employment. And I was on the docket to be promoted to general manager of the store that I was working in. Well, some other people wanted that position. So I didn't get me too per se, but I did get framed. And what ended up happening is a bunch of people went to corporate and it's a really long story, but I'll give you the, the truncated version. The truncated version of it. Um, too long, didn't read. And <laughs> yeah, what give us the nine, the nine inch flat crust I, version. I don't drink at all alcohol anymore at all. And at the time, I d- barely did because um, I have uh, chronic illnesses that make it so that it's even difficult to eat. And alcohol does not help with that. So I've never really been a drinker. And I never drank while I was working because if I did, I would have fallen asleep. (laughs) Well, they decided to go tell my bosses that I was drinking while I was working. (laughs) Right. And enough of them did it where they believed them. And then they just started nitpicking everything I was doing. And I ended up getting written up. They brought my daughter into it, who's autistic and a minor. A minor. And they're like, 
I had to stop once while I was working when she was there and take care of her, which is might be like, well, don't do that while you're working. However, in restaurants, it's just the culture is different. Everybody does it. When we wake up in the morning, we get out of bed and we start our day with Koro Snacks. Koro is a healthy snacks brand focusing on bringing additive-free natural ingredients to their customers with fair prices in bulk packaging. They have everything from nut butters to free from baking ingredients to cooking essentials and, of course, the snacks. <laughs> it doesn't get healthier than this because all those other snacks have refined sugars, colours, preservatives and additives. Koros snacks have none of that. Oh, I can't wait. So I'm going to go for the bio energy ball today. Ooh, Salty pistachio. A little uh, chocolate bar here, I think. Oh, the coconut chocolate bar. Mmm. Oh, that's good. Mm. Want to try it? Ooh. <laughs> so what makes Coro special in comparison to others? Coro avoids using sulfur, refined sugars, preservatives, colours and other additives. For a 5% discount on Coro's products, use the code TRUECRIME with no space in between true and crime. The link to Coro's online shop is in the description box on YouTube. Thanks for supporting our sponsor. But then they started making up rules just for me and they got mad at me. They brought in someone else to be the general manager once my GM left and I was supposed to have that position and because my former GM had basically let me run the store by myself when the new GM came in. You didn't know where to fit Well, I didn't know where I fit in, and we had a clash of heads because that was supposed to be my position, and I already was doing it, but then he wanted to do it, and he just papered me out the door. And it was devastating because I had opened that restaurant. I had written all the side work and training material for it and he basically ripped it all up in my face it was awful i mean i left and was extremely depressed jesus so i'm really depressed. sorry i asked now i've just opened that wound spilling out again we, right okay what happened to me too because i think we have a different understanding being that our father was me too and being what happened to my sister i think that manson can be okay it's going to take a lot of work he's going to have to start over again basically from literally from the ground up and rebuild it brick by brick and nail by nail yeah hmm. i think that that's i i mean ashley morgan smith line i mean honey i know your heart's in the right place but please take some you know responsibility, responsibility for what you did even if yeah. it's just a small amount be like you know just what yes i did it would be it would be a long way to go yes i did it I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe, and I'm sorry. Can and, he financially support this, though? All this, essentially having his revenue stream significantly impacted by not being able to release new music, tour. You know, he, he does a bit of acting as well. And obviously litigation of this manner is not cheap as well. Is this something he can sustain? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he has spoken briefly on it. We can't speak for him, but it has devastated him he can't sell his art he doesn't get invited to venues and events anymore um and he's had to pay his lawyers i mean it's got to be draining i think he's a lot of money in debt but i think he'll make it up in the long but we don't run. know that we don't well, know that we, yeah we don't know that that's alleged but honestly we at this point the question is still up in the air can he still do this or not i think that a way he could come back is he could host his own event, like make like yes. a like a music festival of some sort, and like you know hire you know maybe some unknowns, maybe you know hire um, like Wayne's World, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like yeah. yeah. If you build You're it, right. they will come for sure. Um, if is there a way you can check your own biases? Because you're obviously people who admire him as an artist. And I, there are people that I deeply admire who are artists. And if they were accused of something, I'd struggle to know whether I was just reflexively protecting 
contacting them or only finding the bits of information that, you know, uh, confirm my biases. Is there any way you definitely can take a moment to sort of check yourself and just make sure, you know, you are being objective versus just being really protective of somebody you admire? Yeah, well, it's not exactly easy for anyone to get past mm. their own biases. And even if you say you are, it's not 100% easy. But if you've been following our channel for a while, you can see that we approach everything without making a decision first. And the first video we made on this was, we're not sure. We don't know. Let's look at the facts and the evidence and let's go from there. And that's how we've always done things. And I don't support everything he's ever done, just like I don't support everything the Cuomo's have ever done. Um, but you can still see that it was a hoax and that they were set up. Yeah, it's so- interesting to me as well. I mean, because I, I, I mean, this is it's possible that Marilyn Manson has done awful things to some partners and not to others. And, you know, that that is perfectly, uh, you know, perfectly plausible. But it seems strange as well. You have someone like Rose McGowan, who's the the spearhead of the Me Too movement, Me Too movement in a sense. And she's not, to my knowledge, said anything that's incriminating she's, against him. He's actually um, come out in support of him, which I'm just like, huh, what? So wait, is Dita Von Teese. So was Dita Von Teese, his his ex-wife. Wow. Is that is that I mean, obviously when um when Johnny Depp and the Amber Heard uh case became big news in the press there was a lot of sleuthing and revelations about amber heard's past relationships and how that had involved various forms of abuse uh violence things like that there was a big deal made of that sort of thing because obviously if you're famous and you're involved in this kind of thing people are going to go dredging through everything about you and i'm just wondering is there anything similar that's come up about even rachel wood because on the face of it it seems like this is a one and isolated incident for her as well. There doesn't seem any pattern of uh, abuse in her past or false accusations that I'm aware of. Maybe you can enlighten me. Well, there's the situation with James Bell. James Bell, her ex, I don't think they were married. They had a kid together. Go ahead. So they have a child together and he resides in California and I forget where Evan Rachel Wood lives, but they're having a custody disagreement and fight in court. And the FBI letter actually was fabricated and created because she didn't want to go to California to face Jamie Bell about their child. And she used this fake FBI letter to prove that it would be too dangerous for me to go to California because Marilyn Manson is out to get me. And he's definitely being investigated. And she even said, and he's going to be arrested. So it'd be but too dangerous. If you look at somebody like Greta Aurora or Living Dead Nessa, she goes by on Instagram, they've spoken long and hard about how these two women went to find accusers. Keyword is find. Use that term very loosely. Greta Aurora has a video about about it. Uh, Living Dead Nessa has mm-hmm. spoken out about it. Greta Aurora is an eight, was an 18-year-old at the time who spent one night with Marilyn Manson and Vanessa was on the set of the set of heart-shaped glasses. She was. And some of the stories that were the, some of this originated from, um, Vanessa has actually poked holes in. Yes. Another huge issue that they've brought up is that a uh, video that Marilyn Manson made that is now gone called Groupies. They're saying that there was an underage girl that was a star of it. But the star of it, Pola Vice, came forward and said, oh, no, 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 I was not underage. So everything they keep saying keeps getting debunked. And even the people that they're saying, oh, you know, they, they'll, they'll collaborate with me, they'll corroborate this, are not doing it. So nothing's sticking. And you want to convince me you got to get at least something to stick and you got to prove it well sorry just to go back to the jamie bell you said what i said what has he said specifically i appreciate that she's tried to use this fake fbi letter in a, a sort of custody dispute but has he said anything specific about their relationship or the marilyn manson case that you're aware of jamie bell i'm not sure was not it sure. jamie bell I have i got the name mixed up there no, Jamie Bell, that's he, right, okay. um, right. he was Billy Elliot in the movie Billy Elliot. Right. Which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've, I haven't, I haven't seen it. it. 
I don't recall. No, he didn't say anything. No, no, no. Not that I can remember. But, you know, the other thing is, is Ilma Gorm. Brighton, her twin sister, speaks out against her all the time. They're twins. Marilyn Manson is also married to a twin, which is a little bit weird that twins seem to follow them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Marilyn Manson and weirdness seem to seem to go hand in hand, funnily enough. Have you ever seen him live? We haven't, but we have interviewed several people who have not only seen him live, they went to meet and greets and got to meet him and spoke to him and had epic experiences. Every single person we've spoken to found it memorable. They loved it. They shared their um, autographs that they got and they're really cool stories. And from what we've heard, yes, he can be kind of frisky sometimes in OTT, but that's his shtick. That's what he does. Perhaps in real life, he might not be quite that. His gimmick, if you will. Well, we have an interview with a woman uh, who was a caterer at an event that that, um, she was at. And she talks about not meeting Marilyn Manson, but meeting Brian Warner. Yeah, that's my Right, okay. That's Marilyn Manson. Her name is Brian Warner, for anybody who didn't know. Uh, His name is Marilyn after Marilyn Monroe. And Manson after the serial killer, Charles that's right. Does does he maintain any sort of public profile anywhere now? When was the last time he was spotted in the wild, or uh, as he put something out, ever on social media? Say like, against three. He was out with his wife like six months ago ish. Sort of something like that, and he's not been in the best spirits lately because of what the. What but, the hell is you know, he had a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Vanessa posted a bunch of pictures from it. Um, I saw some things on his Instagram about it and his wife's Instagram. You know, and, and how long and, how long ago was this? So, I mean, he's still sort of keeping a public persona. Because often uh, when this happens, it, at least was people... not that long ago, was it? Yeah, it was like last month. It was like last month of the month. Yeah, before. I think it was in either January or February. Probably. So, in terms of his defamation case against uh, even Rachel Woods, is there a monetary figure floated around for de- the amount of damages he's looking for? I've never looked it up. I haven't heard what the number is. Me neither. No. It's it's a strange thing in in America in terms of, I mean, I find it fascinating how openly you guys can talk about court cases, especially court cases involving, you know, sexual, uh, of a sexual nature, rather. In England, a lot of that's locked down in terms of reporting and what you can say. There's a contempt of court clause, and it's very restrictive in terms of freedom of expression until the court case is over. And I was just wondering how you feel all this sort of commentary all the time and all these opinions and these media uh, fanfare around it, how that actually impacts the ability of the system to provide justice? So we have kind of like bylaws or guidelines on our YouTube channel on how we present this. We try to be extremely respectful of the accusers just in case. Um, but we're going to sit here and we're going to be hard on them. And I think that sometimes people do go too far in mm-hmm. criticizing these women and even potentially making sexual jokes and references. And we just have to be super careful in how we approach it because there are lawsuits going around that some content creators, and I won't say who, have been mentioned in lawsuits in ways that they don't want to be mentioned. Well, if you look at like the Amber Heard case, I have to keep going back to that because that's kind of the standard now. Um, she was going around, her and her lawyer were going around and they were pulling people, you know, who said like, oh, they said this about me. Or they said this about me. And she was using them in court. She was, mm-hmm. also, she was also kind of using them as like a stepping stone to get back to where she was. So my advice is don't tweet these people. Don't talk to these people. Block these people. Yeah. And- keep them away from you. Do you seriously want to be two kids against you too? You never know if you can have that. Or we've seen some content creators making, obsessively making multiple videos about some of these accusers. Like Amber Heard, you saw them going live every time there was a new announcement and sometimes 10 videos a day and they were just fixated on her. And at that point, you are kind of harassing her. It's it's okay to cover it, talk about it, because it is important. It's a part of society. I think we need to pay attention to it. But 
some people i think did take it a little too far and they did and people are gonna take things too far no matter what happens people are gonna take you know jokes too far they're gonna you know cancel you for the stupidest reason known to man and literally anything under the sun you will get fucking canceled for that shit literally mm-hmm. So what's the next? What uh, is there any big date on the horizon that we need to keep our eye on? What What are the next uh, parts of this process where we're gonna we're gonna hear something legitimate from either the courts or Mar- um, you know Marilyn Manson himself? Well, we'd like to see what happens with this anti-slap motion against Evan Rachel Wood. That, like I said, they're going back to court on April 11th. So we'd like to see what the ruling is on that. That's what we're gonna see next. And also there is news on Esme Bianco's case, despite the fact that it was dismissed without prejudice, both Esme Bianco and Marilyn Manson are petitioning the courts to dismiss it with prejudice, meaning that she could never sue again for it. So there are two different kinds of dismissals in the court of law. There is with prejudice, which basically means double jeopardy, basically. It's the same basic concept, which means you can never, ever, 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 ever try this case again which is what happened to Ashley Walter's case, or there's without prejudice, meaning that it can come up again. Mm-hmm. So the reason why they're doing this from what I've been able to discern is because if they do this, then Esme Bianco would pay her lawyer fees and then Marilyn Manson would pay his own and no one would be stuck paying for each other's. This case is just really weird and there's just so many things and it just changes every hour, blah, blah, blah. It's really ridiculous. Oh my goodness, what the heck? <laughs> Sounds very expensive as well to me. Yeah. yeah, it is. And I bet that every single party involved with this thing is literally probably hundreds of maybe even million dollars. <laughs> oh yeah. Probably even a lot more. I don't honestly know the honest, like the the exact estimate of it, but God knows what torture what a little mental torture that Marilyn Manson is going through. It probably sucks. I don't know. Yeah. And he's so, made I mean, statement. sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to jump in there. Yeah, he's made a statement on how horrible it's been for his mental health. Yeah, I can't imagine. And it is so difficult because I, obviously I'm not as invested in this as you are. You know far more about it than I do and have looked at all the particulars. And I, I'm, a, I'm of a have no idea kind of mentality. So I'll be interested to find out what the courts decide when all this is done. Uh, but maybe you could just take a moment to tell us about some of the other things that you cover on your channel when you're not uh, going through the Marilyn Manson case. Well, we cover a lot of current events. In particular, we cover true crime. Some of you over in the UK may have heard of Shea Groves. We've just been diving into that. It's <laughs> very interesting. Um, the Idaho murders. We do talk a lot about how Me Too has gone too far. Yes. It needs to be revamped. We've talked a lot about cults. Some of you guys remember when Rachel and I were here before, where we talked about Eastern Star. Just so you guys know, I see that people are commenting about the Illuminati. That is a made-up thing. That is not real. And they need, <laughs> seriously, that is yeah. completely fucking bullshit. I'm sick and tired of seeing that. I know. <laughs> Thank you. And, I feel I feel like I'm around my people all of a sudden. When, when <laughs> but you know we, we I I have this argument all the time. Type of stuff, you know. We cover. We talk a lot to like Mason. We talk a lot to other to things. But yeah. you know, there's something else you guys might not know. We actually have a second channel as well. We're not just the Gala Sisters. We have a second channel which is called Adventures with the Gala Fam. If you're interested in seeing more about our day to day daily lives, you can see our second channel. That's right. Which heavily features Rachel's daughter. Our daughter. And yep. It also features a lot of other stuff. On yeah. It can feature, you know, cooking, things like that. Um, that is a pretty new adventure. That channel has about 40 subscribers. Um, but that's another thing. And of course, MCK has a channel called that's Mama right. Crew King, which he talks about. I talk about pretty much wrestling videos, concert videos, uh, pretty much everything under the sun. And I'm also going to be hopefully launching a second channel called Spitting Facts with the DMC fam. Pretty much that's going to be a combination of all three of our names. And we're going to be doing like long, in-depth conversations about like pretty much anything that we want, mm-hmm. podcast style anyway. We also have a podcast about movies and TV that we enjoy called Gavin with the Gallo Sisters, which you can find on all podcast networks yes we also have a second podcast because you know if we overachieve everything 
That's called um, Mr. and Ms. Crazy Wrestling Fan, which is hosted by our very own brand manager, MCK, back here. That's right. We cover mostly WWE over there. Mm-hmm. And we also cover AEW. And we cover a little bit of Ring of Honor. And pretty much whatever we want to throw in. Yeah. Throw in a monkey wrench, if mm-hmm. you will. Well, absolutely no shortage of content for people there to get stuck into for sure. But I want to thank all three of you for taking the time to speak to me this evening and enlighten me on the Marilyn Manson case. Scott, it's it seems to get far more interesting the more I, I hear about it and my my assumptions about it seem to get chipped away at each time there's some more information. So thank you very much for that. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for your time. I've loved speaking to you all. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Appreciate no it. No worries. Take care. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Good night. Cheers.